You're listening to Drowning Verdict. Be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform. We don't want you to miss out on an important case or update. If you haven't already, pull the trigger and subscribe. So if you're ever in debt to somebody for a bunch of money and they suddenly ask you to go out on a boating trip, I don't recommend you go. It's not going to turn out the way that you think. Same goes for the Yellowstone zone of death. If somebody says, hey, let's go to Yellowstone this weekend and you owe them a bunch of money or maybe they found out you won the lottery or something, stay away, listen to this podcast, do some Google research. Don't go to Yellowstone because maybe they could take you into the zone of death, which is about 50 square miles where just about anything can happen. I'm going to talk about the reasons here today in this episode about Ty Lee in the zone of death. This Chip Mahoney, host of DV, and this is a podcast where I talk about fascinating cases just like this one. I go more in depth with the case, so appreciate you joining me today. You might have found me on my TikTok where I've got some clips there of the show before, I don't know, they shut TikTok down or something. But if it led you over to the crime network, that's crime with a Y, that's a good place to be. I'm there, other podcasts as well. You can listen and read simultaneously and good place to be crime network, crime with a Y. But Drowning Verdict is featured on Spotify. You can find it wherever you get your favorite podcasts out there in the podverse. That known universe where all that content swirls about, well, I'm there to provide maybe a unique angle, a new idea, definitely a topic of convo to keep the conversation going on open and active cases, important cases just like this one. And if you've heard me before, and it wasn't just a drive-by, as I like to say, you're pulling a crossover SUV background, dropping the clip on me, I do appreciate that know that I try to give you something to work with, you know, reasons to be here. And I would say for this episode, after so many years, if you haven't heard me before and you're checking me out right now, like who's this guy, Um, you know, I heard about it or something and you're here. Well, here's my reason. This episode is about the best that I can give you because it is unique to the information I'm gonna provide. Whether you've heard about it or not, it's not something that I've even heard out out there before in talking about the Lori Vallow case. And in fact, when I did talk about Lori Vallow for so long before we got to the trial, I said this was about proxy murder, manipulation, proxy murder, aka a mob boss putting hits on people. And she just did it in a different way. That's been proven in court. She's now being extradited to Arizona as we speak, where, oh, by the way, they have the death penalty and they don't like proxy murder, which is murder by solicitation. And one of the caveats there is the fact that her brother was a trigger man and there's no compensation between the two. And you've got to prove that in most of these cases. But the reason I have here today is one thing I've been interested in a long time 
is talking about Yellowstone and the zone of death and why they were brought there before they were killed and why the boy was seen afterwards. So some of the reasons I'm going to get in here today, I would say if you are checking me out first time, like who's this dude? Why should I be here? What's he got? How's it better than anybody else? Well, here, I'm going to give you the best I got because that's all I can do. You know what? That's all you can do in your life too. Just the best, whether it works or not. So I got that for you. But uh, sidebar, before I get into the stuff, I want to talk about the Crime Network, a place I think you should go. It's Crime with a Y. It's crime podcasts, big ones you've heard of before, and also ones to discover. We've got coffee and crime there. We've got couples in crime. My show is more commentary. So if you like the narrative style, uh, telling the story, trying to scare the bejesus out of you, if you like that, you can get that there as well. Crime Network crime with a Y. You'll find me there as well. So Drowning Verdict has been around three years or so. And on this one, I think I've been talking about Lawyer Val for at least a year and a half. Been talking about it. And I originally said, you know, it's about proxy murder. This is someone who is using religion to manipulate others to kind of set the stage for what she wants to do and kind of pull the strings. And she certainly did that. It was proven in court. And the prosecutor said, yes, Lori and Chad use religion as a baseline to manipulate others. No shit. No shit. They certainly did that. And that's why we're here. But the extradition to Arizona is really interesting because I said, well, that's a proxy murder case. And in Arizona, they did re-up the death penalty just last year after a hiatus of about eight years. And so they executed somebody last year in 2022. And if you have a proxy murder case, it does meet the criteria for the death penalty. Now it was taken off the table there in Idaho. So she's not going to be subject to death, although she's been uh, convicted and they said, yes, you did kill your children. You killed the other person. Um, and you know the story. You know the story. I don't need to tell you more about that. But just know that when they say cult mom, I say no, proxy mom. This is proxy murder. And in Yellowstone, it's an interesting place because it's actually in two parts. There's a part that's in Idaho. There's a part that's in Wyoming. And guess what? In my in Wyoming, I almost said, I almost said Wyoming. Wyoming. I guess I want to go there or something. Wyoming is an interesting place. It might be the last place on earth that's not woke. It's like, we still like business here. People are still the same. And we have this beautiful uh, country where you can just go out there and uh, explore stuff. It's kind of like their own country or something. So they have the Yellowstone National Park, whether you've been there or not. Um, you might know more than me, but certainly there is what's called a zone of death there and it's been talked about in fiction it's 50 square miles a plot of land that doesn't necessarily fit into the u.s constitution it has to do with the sixth amendment and it means if you commit any crime there in that zone um it means that you would have to have a population in order to have a jury trial so technically one could commit a murder in the zone of death and because you couldn't assemble a jury and meet the criteria for a trial or a jury trial well you couldn't do anything about it so i don't think there's been a case that's happened in the zone of death before but it's definitely been fictionalized as if it could happen so here's the thing i have a few questions here and 
it's been in the back of my mind. I have talked about it before, but when I'm talking to you, a person who is interested in this case, and we now know that she is going to be extradited back to Arizona. She is going to be on a murder trial there. They are going to try to do uh, stuff with the Charles Vowell case and another person as well that she tried to kill. And uh, guess what? Proxy murder. They they have no problem putting the death penalty on the hook there and trying to get that to stick. In Wyoming, they've done that as well. And in fact, their last execution, it was kind of an inf infamous thing that happened about, I want to say 25, 30 years ago. It was for a guy that committed proxy murder. He was a guy pulling the strings, murdering a few people, blowing them up. Um, I've talked about that case before. I won't get into it, but they have proxy murder as one of those qualifications of, yeah, it goes down for proxy murder. We're not taking the death penalty on. We want it. And I would say they're more relaxed on the death penalty nowadays. That last execution about 25, 30 years ago, I think it was, it was very much a controversy, but they did execute Mark Hopkinson there in Wyoming. So I wonder, I wonder a few things about this case is that um, we know that Chad is the author and he's written several doomsday books. And I've often said that Lori had seen herself in one of the characters of his books and really said, well, now that she met the fifth husband, uh, number five, that she wasn't going to put him under, that he was going to live because she really found her match or met her match, as they say. And so I think that she's smart enough to understand how to manipulate others, but I think that she's also smart enough to understand where she is, where she is in Idaho, where Yellowstone National Park is, and possibly what the zone of death is. She set everything else up. She talked about zombies. She talked about um, things here and there, and, and we know about his fiction. So I would assume that she knows about the zone of death or at least was familiar with it. And my question is, why the hell do you take the kids there right before their last scene. And the girl, Ty Lee, which this podcast is about, I call it Ty Lee in the Yellowstone Zone of Death. The reason why I bring her up is because that's the last time she was seen alive. And that was in Yellowstone where she was pictured. She was in the presence of the mother, Lori, who ordered the hit, presence of the brother, Alex Cox, who I say is a trigger man in all of this. Uh, maybe Lori is the only uh, the only one that she murdered directly is Alex Cox. Maybe that's what happened there. I don't know. But as far as him being the trigger man without any compensation, I think that he's pictured there with both the kids. And that's the last time they were there. Now, the boy, JJ, had been seen after that. I believe it was later in September after that. So the girl was never seen again. And the only time that she was seen as when she was uh, recovered or parts of her were recovered on Chad Dable's property. So you have Lori pictured with her, you have the trigger man, and Chad is absent from that photo or that trip. And the question is, why the hell were they there? Why were they in Yellowstone? Well, I tend to think that Lori might have known about the Yellowstone Zone of Death, and I think that those two kids were separated at that time. And I do believe that it's possible that the girl, Tylee, was killed in Yellowstone, and she didn't make it back to Idaho. Because again, the boy was pictured there, but he was seen after the fact. And the girl was never seen again. So the question is, did Alex take her to 
a part of Yellowstone, possibly the zone of death to uh, kill her however he did. And we don't know how she was killed because she was found the way she was found, described in several things that you can read online. And if you're on Crime Network, you can check out Gemstate because they do an awesome job of doing the weekly play-by-play -play of the trial. Now that her trial is over, they're still keeping it up, but you can listen to the audio and find out all the gory details if you want. But nonetheless, that's how uh, she was discovered. And I'm just asking the question in my author mind, why were they there? If they're going to take a trip anywhere, you can go to different places. But why do you take them to Yellowstone? Because it's not as if they went to Yellowstone and then Lori said, you know what? I'm thinking of now killing these kids and getting rid of them. She made plans long before to take them out. It was just only a matter of time. Things had to come together for her to take her trips or to plan her wedding or do whatever the hell she was doing. But she didn't just get to Yellowstone with the trigger man who had already killed her fourth husband. She didn't just get there and then decide, now it's time to take care of the kids. There was a plan in place and I just wonder why they were there and not somewhere else. It seems to me that they were in Yellowstone for a certain purpose, not as a last time to say goodbye, but as a way to separate the two, because I do believe those two kids were separated at that time, possibly Lori uh, telling the girl to go with her, I guess it would be her uncle, since it's Lori's brother, it'd be the uncle, so she trusts the uncle to maybe go somewhere for the night and then do something else. So it's possible, and I would say it's probably about 10% possible that the killing happened in Yellowstone. And I wonder, I just wonder if it happened in the zone of death because Lori is smart enough to understand what that is. There's never been a, an actual case, but there's been a fictionalized case. They've talked about it before in fiction. And it's just an interesting concept. It's a loophole in this 50 square miles that uh, you can access it. But if you committed a crime of any sort, whether you stole something or whether you killed somebody, the loophole is you have to have a population there in order to have a jury trial where it happened within the, the boundary. So it has to do with the Sixth Amendment. Uh, you could certainly read about it. I've got it on my Medium article, Crime Network. You can go to the Medium link on there as well. Check out all the details there. But I think it's entirely possible she knew about the zone of death and that was part of the plan because she had planned everything else out. And so I don't think she just shows up there and then decides. I think it's uh, at least six months in the, in the making or the planning that they're going to go to Yellowstone for a certain reason. Because if you're going to kill the kids and you know you're going to do that, you can take them anywhere on a trip. But why do you make the drive and go all the way up there? Seems to me that I think the premise was to get them excited and really divert their attention about what was about to happen. So the kids weren't upset. Maybe they were very excited to be there. And I do believe that they were separated and it's possible. Like if I were writing the book, I would write it as if Lori sets it up that way. And then Alex takes the girl into that zone and does what he does, and she does not make it out of Yellowstone alive. Because 
I also think that Lori figured that she could get away with this stuff, that somehow she could get away with her, her kids disappearing. I don't see how anybody who is as smart as she is and is certainly as smart as Chad is because the guy's an author. He's, he's not dumb. I call him Mr. Complicit. The, the bodies, the remains were found on his property. And I, I just find it unreal that they could think that they could get away with it, that somehow they could get away with these kids disappearing. So I just wonder if she had this in plan uh, to go up to Yellowstone. She knew about the zone of death and she figured, well, if the kids were killed or at least one of them, then if she were caught, then nothing could happen to her. And she, that's where the, the killing took place because the kids were found in, in Idaho, but the murder possibly took place in the zone of death. The thing I can't figure out is why the kid is, uh, the boy, I should say, is pictured after the fact. So that says to me that he wasn't killed in Yellowstone or wasn't brought back there. But we certainly don't know if they did bring him back to Yellowstone in order to commit the murder, to do the act, because it's where you commit uh, the murder. And so I guess I would, I would surmise that if Alex killed the former wife of Chad and got her out of the picture. And if those kids, at least the girl was killed in Yellowstone, possibly in the zone of death and the boy was as well, um, then maybe she figured, well, no harm, no foul. I'm in the zone of death. Even if they find the bodies anywhere else, then they can't do anything because that's where they were killed. I wonder about that. Uh, the interesting thing, well, there's so many interesting things here. She's going to be extradited back to Arizona, and I think that's going to be a death penalty trial, and she's going to get death in Arizona. And I wonder if she's got life in prison in Idaho, and then she's got death death row in Arizona. Where does she end up? I, I don't know. But wouldn't that be crazy if another trial happened in Wyoming where they also don't like proxy murder? So solicitation of murder, proxy murder, you have to have compensation between the parties. So nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, you have a third party contractor taking care of the hit. The mob boss pays the hitman. The uh, jealous girlfriend pays the hitman. Somehow they find out some person that can take care of a hit. They pay a down payment and usually it's an undercover cop. So they think that they're doing something. They meet somebody through online or through a bunch of people. And then they have a meeting somewhere at a restaurant or in a car. It's all on tape. Those are cops, but the cops are there to do the video and the audio to say, what do you want done? And give me a dollar or give me a thousand dollars. Usually it's like five grand down five grand on completion. So that's another thing. If you somehow find yourself wanting to do that and you happen to find a hitman and you happen to have conversations, it's an undercover cop. It's all undercover and uh, you think it might be going smoothly, but you're talking to an actor. It ain't happening. You're going to get busted. But that's why they got to have it. They got to have the audio and the video. And I've seen a bunch that are in the backs of cars. They're in restaurants and you have these fools believing that there are hitman that they could set up. Now, the difference with the brother 
is that he is related to her. Lori does not have to pay him. And he also was killed or he dies, quote, I'm holding my hands up in quotes, that he dies suddenly after everybody else is dead. Well, I tend to think if I am writing the book, the fiction about this, I say that she's the one that did that directly. Somehow, some way she put her hands on him, but she's responsible for, for his death after he takes out everybody for her. But you got to have compensation because that's what they try to prove in these trials for proxy murder, solicitation. Um, did they say they want them, to, uh, them dead? And did they pay them? Is there any money that has changed hands even for a dollar? And that's what you need. You're not going to find that here. So it's a little bit harder for them, which I think is why they were in Idaho paying attention to this slow narrative that they're building. Every little detail to say that she's a manipulator. She uses religion as the, the backdrop for it. She may or may not believe in that religion, but she certainly believes in it. And to finish out this episode, if you ever find yourself in a cult-like situation, you go to a podcast uh, group or you're uh, going to a meeting where somebody has a podcast like Lori had and they're speaking to you directly and they're recording that. Um, yeah, it might be interesting to hear, but when somebody talks about the end of the world, why does it happen while they're alive? Because a person is alive for 75, 100 years if they're lucky. The world's been around a long, long time. So if you're a preacher on the side of the road with a billboard saying, you know what, 2012, it's coming. The person is doing it because they're alive and they can benefit from that scare tactic. It's uh, manipulation at its finest and religion is a great way to hook people because religion ain't a relationship. No religion should have benefits either. It's a relationship. So think about that. I can see how strong that pull that she had with people where she could say, you know what, I've got one on the hook right here. I can manipulate that person. So it's that manipulation that led to proxy murder, calling them zombies and saying, oh, they're part of the undead, which is dehumanizing them. So no harm, no foul. They're already dead. Just finish the job. They're already dead. They're dark. They're not light. Well, she wanted to lead people to places of light, or at least she said that in those podcasts and those group settings, settings in those cult-like situations, leading people to places of refuge, just like Chad's book. And assembling people and being a self-identified prophet. But you know what? She only led people to dark places. She only led them to where they are now. A bunch of people dead, kids that don't get to grow up, families hurt, courts, time, money, effort, all of it to take care of her darkness. So with that, I'm out on Drowning Verdict. I'll probably have more for you, but this is about the Yellowstone zone of death. I think it's a real thing. And I think there's a good chance that she might have known about this. And that's why Tylee was taken uh, there. And I think that she might have been killed there as well. Possibly the boy taken there after. I don't know. Just a guess of mine. So thanks for checking it out. I'll have more for you next time. But on this episode, on I'm out. Have a good night.